is Thursday night, and you know where you need to be right here watching the Open Micers podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. And uh, I'm going to let you introduce our guest this evening. Yes, our guest is the great local musician, local rapper, and also podcaster. Please welcome Touch Biloxi, a.k.a. Mushmouth. What is up, everybody? <laughs> Thanks What's for joining up, man? us, my man. <laughs> so glad to be here, man. An absolute honor. With, with the Jays. Yeah. Where better to be than with the Jays? Well, it's because of, of Touch course. Biloxi that uh, me and Jacob both got our, got our very first taste of uh, being of stand-up comedy. It's because of you. You're That's kidding true. me. Yep. It was yeah, at one both. of the fucking parties I throw where I get really loaded, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, that was the one. It was at Zeppelin's mm-hmm. in 2017. Oh both Zeppelin's was one of the better ones. It was. But let me tell you why it was still bad. So, okay. Uh, oh, it was that Jason... fucking... Oh, the shit-talking uh, contest that went on way too long, right? Yeah, there was that. And also, me and Jason, <laughs> we, we made our stand-up debuts. And uh, during someone's set, I don't remember if it was me, Wally, or Jason, uh, you were drunk out of your mind, and you sat down <laughs> at someone's table and finished the onion rings that they left. Look, man, those <laughs> onion rings were fair game. Dude, <laughs> and, later, and- I tracked down those people. I met them at the Kraken, and we started talking, and they were like, hey, I saw you do your first set. And I asked them, whoa. Did you by chance order onion rings? They're like, yeah, <laughs> we did order onion rings. Look, man, yeah. I, I, I think you – didn't I see you and him at a show one night? Like, I um, feel like you introduced me to that guy, man. No, I sent you a picture of him, and I was like, hey, do you know this guy? You're like, no. I was like, you ate his <sighs> fucking onion rings. And you're like, yo! <laughs> Dude, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm – Spoke to him about it, because I remember telling somebody that, like, the nation of Simonia accepts your gift of onion rings or whatever. Some, something corny. <laughs> you might have met him at some other point. But uh, with, with the music scene kind of being dead right now and uh, a lot of bars not doing anything, uh, what what have you been doing as far as uh, music and, and podcasting and stuff since COVID? Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with the PS4 Pro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been taking time to uh, tend my garden, both metaphorically and literally. I grow peppers. Uh, I've been uh, giving out pepper sauces to friends of mine that I make with habanero, and that's been a lot of fun to do. Um, online shows have been a big thing in my life right now, just people streaming over Facebook, giving us that content. It's unfortunate that it has to happen this way, but it's been nice to see people kind of like jamming in their own spaces. Yeah. Yeah, I got asked to do a, a couple of different um, like online um, comedy shows and stuff, but they kind of fallen through. But uh, I think I I don't know. I tried to do some stuff where you know we we re- record. I think Jacob did it too, where we record the the online open mic stuff, and it's yeah. so weird to do. It's so. Weird. And I know I've seen some stuff without a crowd, and it's just like the crowd is that element. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That. It just makes everything pop. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I did a, a sure enough uh, streaming show on Zoom with a bunch of East Coast people. And yeah. I thought, like, man, I got to really step up my game. Like, uh, I'm doing this with some East Coast guys. And yeah. East Coast Biggie is... Biggie Smalls you know, represent. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, a huge comedy scene over there. And um, I, I will say that I kind of murdered all of them. Okay. Uh, it was not a good show at all, and the host lit me early because I made um, a pedophile joke. Oh my god, man! <laughs> and I'm like, the the point was this of the before joke before or after Epstein? After, but uh, but that is us beside the point. All right, <laughs> the point of the joke wasn't even pedophilia. The point of the joke was McDonald's workers. <laughs> you know the well, joke. I'm that puts about a whole it. new light on it. I totally see where you're coming from. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really don't think I've never I've done that joke a hundred times in person, and no one's ever been offended by it. Yeah, I, I've done that joke with children in the room. Jumping around. Yeah. That's fine. We have so many cats on this podcast, dude. Good, good. <laughs> what uh, talk about shit. Talk about your uh, your streaming a little bit. What have you been doing with uh, your uh, your podcast and your game streaming? Well, I've been sort of just doing uh, let's plays. Um, been doing uh there was a really wonderful fan-made port of uh super mario 64 for the pc it is 
hands down the best way to play the game. And that's saying something because that's a that's a fun game to play however the fuck you get to it. But it, it cuts down a lot of lag time and a lot of levels, things like that. Loading times are great. HD textures, widescreen. Love it, man. Uh, I've also been doing a run through of Pokemon that I need to get back to. But I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, do a stream with Kinetic Fiction's latest album uh, a few Saturdays ago. And for those who don't know out there, Kinetic Fiction is a, uh, I don't know, maybe the electronic alternative musical act. I'm not sure how to yeah. classify them, but their new album, Super Premium, is really wonderful. I was really glad to be able to take a first look at that. They asked me to do that, and I was very honored. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Dude. Uh, it, what, what, how do people find this if they want to follow you on Facebook or whatever? So um, I am a retro mush on everything gaming related. Uh, I believe I have a retro mush Twitch. I haven't done anything on it. But retro mush Facebook is where I'm sort of earning my stripes as a streamer right now before I really branch out into anything. I have some bigger ideas for maybe doing game reviews, things like that. But it's still a ways off for now. My biggest uh, concern lately has been working on getting Freds for Pets going well. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Jason are actually going to be on that show uh, August yeah. 1st and 2nd. We were going to plug it at the end, but we'll, we'll plug it at the beginning. Too, hey, man, but... why not? Yeah. 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 And we're very, um, very happy to have you, man. Two talented and handsome sons oh. of bitches, man. <laughs> Undoubtedly. I mean, the best-looking comedians on the Gulf Coast. So is that going to be totally online this year, or what? what is exactly going to yeah. happen with it? Um, obviously, uh, COVID-19 threw a real wrench in the, uh, in the planning process, and yeah. we were considering not doing it at all. But uh, I spoke with Dimitri, the president of uh, Fresh for Pets, for those who don't know, and um, we decided to give it a shot doing an online show, and the response has been pretty good. We've had submissions from acoustic artists, heavier rock acts. I know there's going to be at least one rap sub uh, submission, a couple of DJs, and like you guys said, comedy. It should be a good show with uh, Rushmore hosting one day and The Sound hosting the second day. That's cool. Yeah. That's what really caught me. I think that's the best way to do it is to have, you know, hosting it's it's not uh like an actual person it's, it's the two biggest podcasts on the coast yeah 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 well hey well two two biggest podcasts for now man i know open micers is coming up <laughs> oh yeah we're coming up we're coming for that rushmore spot now that you've got it. mark simmons on the show i mean think about rushmore hasn't had mark simmons yet you guys That's are in true. on it you guys they, are they, in they, on it yeah you got i mean the, they're, uh... they're getting ari shafir we got mark simmons i mean I Come mean, on. who's really taking the L there? Come on. Yeah. Mark Simmons never never dosed anybody as far as I know. Yeah. No one can prove it. <laughs> Not as but, far uh, as anyone knows. <laughs> no one remembers. That's a horrible but, uh, joke. <laughs> it is a horrible joke. You should probably stay Am low I for a while. I think so. I think I've been canceled for a while. It's okay, there's, man. There's no way I talk this much shit and I'm not canceled. Reboots are heavy now, man. The people are all about it. Yeah, that's true. What are they rebooting now? Just reboot, huh? What's the newest reboot? What is what is uh, Ghostbusters? Are they rebooting that? Yeah, Ghostbusters is coming out probably like next year. Didn't they push it back? Uh, yeah, because I, I th actually I think it was supposed to come out July Fourth weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought I so. Think can I say something? I think I'm the only person that saw the 2016 Ghostbusters in theaters multiple times. I enjoyed that movie. Why do people hate that movie? I liked it. I, I didn't think it was so bad. I, I thought some of the, the, the Chris Hemsworth stuff was gold. That's Yeah, that's some of the funniest shit in a Ghostbusters movie. It's the shit he's doing. The only thing I had a problem with, and a spoiler warning for this like four-year-old movie, anybody out there, but uh, they're not like really ghosts. He has like some kind of machine that's like pulling shit from another dimension or yeah. something. And that tripped me out. That seemed like an unnecessary plot contrivance. But god damn it, I liked it, man. My biggest problem was is it was that they didn't set it in the same universe as the original Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, and they had everybody but Harold Ramis in. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, call it something else. Like, why does it have to be Ghostbusters if you're not gonna put it in the same universe as the original movie? Yeah, and they were talking about because you know everything gets a franchise now, at least on paper before it flops. They were talking about doing like a connected Ghostbusters universe and stuff, which was weird because again they had the original Ghostbusters cast in as unconnected characters. Yeah, but I'm interested in the new one because it's a direct sequel. To the yeah, original, I'm into so. it. yeah, and even though people hate part two, I still love part two. I think part two is great. I, 
Yeah, I love part <laughs> two, dude. I used to watch that all the time growing up, man. I, I like part two. I watched more than one. You know? It's Vigo. Like, how can you? Isn't Finn Wolfhard <laughs> gonna be in the new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he is. And he's Paul Rudd. I and Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's gonna be. Oh in shit, it. we got Ant Man in there. Yep. Both of America's sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all of them right there. Like two peas in a pod in a movie. Speaking of part two, have either of you guys played The Last of Us yet? No, I no, haven't. I haven't played the first one. Oh, you fucking nerds, dude! I don't want to play anything that's gonna like send me down a depression spiral. So that's, I'm, I, dude, I try I'm, to I'm just, avoid that. <laughs> I'm it just is team racing and Monster Hunter, man. Like we're doing top five video games right now tonight. Oh yeah, not, not right now, but, but later tonight. And right now. I, I really wish I finished this game before I wrote this list. It is oh. the best game I've ever played. Hmm. I've heard a lot it, of divisive criticism, but I'm sure a lot of yeah. it's just sort of initial outrage. Oh, a thing the, changed, you know? Yeah, yeah. The outrage that comes from it is definitely just people who expected a certain story. If you, yeah. if you go in with an open mind, it has the kind of writing that wins Oscars. Yeah. Okay. It is So it's amazing the empire of the plot. series so far. <laughs> yeah. A strong it's, second movie fucking amazing dude okay and but if you go into it wanting to play the more of the first game you're gonna fucking hate it you're not gonna get more of the first game you want to talk about a good story-based game man have you guys played detroit become human no no i haven't either oh my god let me if i if i could take a minute here let me tell you my detroit become human story i was i was hanging out a girl at a girl's house this was some time ago and uh, we dropped acid overnight, and I accidentally let a character <laughs> die. And it was the uh, female character. Accidentally, for anyone who knows, this is how fucking terrible I am. I accidentally let her die in the first scene. And anyone who knows that scene knows that it is a brutal scene. Like, you, you know not to let her die. And I just kind of, like, tripped out and let it fuck up. But so my story was about uh, the two other lead characters as sort of a dichotomy of each other. Where one represented justice and order, and the other one represented freedom and liberation and shit man and like it ended with an assassination attempt i don't want to spoil one of the 200 Jeez. endings for anyone out there who might get it but god damn i had a great time with that game man the yeah, last i love story based games i need to i need to play that the last one that, that really i does. played By the way, over 200 endings man the last one i played that was a story based game was uh, uncharted 4 and that game was excellent yes i gotta I love- get into the uncharted series that seems fun as hell have you guys seen that they cast Mark Wahlberg as Sully in the Uncharted movies. What? Mark what? fucking Wahlberg as Sully. The old Mark guy Wahlberg. with the white hair and the cigar. Mark Wahlberg, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. I mean, why not Mark Wahlberg? Like, I understand I mean, it. I mean, if not Mark Wahlberg, Channing Tatum. You know, I can oh, see yeah, that, too. For sure. For sure. Obviously. It's like, I understand they're doing young Nathan Drake because Tom Holland's playing Nathan Drake. But even in the flashbacks in Uncharted 4... Sully never looked like Mark Wahlberg. He was, he was, I, don't, I don't think that movie is going to be good, man. But I love Tom Holland. I'm happy to see him in anything. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Best Spider-Man. He, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to alienate the Raimi fans. Best Spider-Man. Oh, he is for sure oh, the yeah. best Spider-Man. But Anyone who says Maguire is the best Spider-Man just says it out of nostalgia. I still think yeah. Spider-Man 2 is the better movie, though. I'm, I, I argue this a lot, and right now I'm on the favor that it is the better movie, but that I still love Far From Home more, because I I love Mysterio, man. Ever since uh, the Spider-Man 2 video game, the movie game, mm-hmm. you, like that boss fight with Mysterio where it like loads up five health bars and then you swing one punch at him and he goes <laughs> flying and like you beat him. Like, I, I thought he was the funniest thing in that whole game. Oh, man. I did play the last Spider-Man game, too. That was a story-based game. Have you guys played that? Oh, yeah. You gotta I get that. <laughs> I want the new one for PS5. Yeah. They're doing Miles Morales. Miles, yeah, yeah. Isn't it gonna oh be? Uh, isn't it gonna be DLC God. or something? No, it's a new game, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, dude. There's been conflicting reports about that. <laughs> no, I, I really think, hope it's a new game. I think it's it's basically a part two, it, but it, it takes place in the same, uh, I guess, story. I'm not sure. It, you're right. There is kind of con- conflicting, um, you know, like it's, stories. It's definitely about the same it. universe because. You know, during the events of Spider-Man PS4, Miles gets bit by the spider. Yeah. Oh, come on. So, spoilers. <laughs> oh, you know if Miles in the game, he gets bit by the fucking spider. Yeah, like, why are they going to put Miles in if it's not? Exactly. Or so you I'm get those so... old school Spider-Man fans that are like, who the hell is Miles Morales? <laughs> yeah. 
don't what know, do you guys man. think about the Avengers game coming out? Um, I think I'm... it, it looks shitty, but I bet it's going to be good. I like Square Enix and always have, but they, they stumble here and there lately. <laughs> I've heard the honestly... Final Fantasy VII remake is good, but I'm not a seven head, man. I'm an eight head, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I was not impressed with what they showed at for the uh, the reveal. Uh, was it last week or week before? I wasn't oh, did they that do a new reveal. Huh? Yeah, they they showed some yeah, video of it that. and everything, and I was not impressed with it. Did they show yeah. a lot of pre-rendered footage again? Uh, no, they actually showed some gameplay, but okay. I, I don't know. You can go back and look at it on YouTube, but I was not impressed with it that much. I think they went way out of their way to make everyone look not like the MCU characters. Yeah. When the thing yeah. is, the MCU casting, those characters look exactly like the comic book characters. Yeah. But making them not it's look weird. like them, makes them not look like the comic book characters. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to like really visually tell like you know the audience this isn't in this universe, but it's just kind of I don't know uncanny valley a little bit. Yeah, it's weird because honestly, I would much rather if they're gonna do something like that, I'd much rather them have a more instead of trying to make them look like real people that aren't the real actors because they don't have enough money to get the licensing rights for those people, <laughs> then why not make them more stylized like comic like look like you're playing a comic book like yeah. instead of trying to make it like yeah. realistic there's, there's nothing wrong with playing a game that looks animated we know it's fucking animated yeah interjection here comic zone remake uh remake win i love comic zone dude i i um i did a re uh, review of that for nerd cave retro uh, a couple oh, months nice. ago i have to go check that out dude that game is so freaking good i'm like why are they underrated why have there never been more games like this? It's like it's literally like you're playing a comic book. There's been some good stuff that's been done with cell shading, but I don't think anything that really uses like comic book properties, you know what I mean, to full yeah. effect. Yeah. If you could have I, I if you like could have a, one comic book property to actually make a game out of, what would it be? Yo, I want to make a Space Ghost movie, but in that vein, <laughs> I would probably make a Space Ghost game. Is Brack going to be I've a playable it. character? I would rather play play Brack in that scenario. Dude, no, I want to make it like super serious, like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of aesthetic, like type shit, man. Oh, that'd uh, be like, awesome, dude. I'm telling you, I, I want to make a heavy-handed Space Ghost movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's about time, in my opinion, for the Justice League Dark Universe to be on the big screen. I'm ready because yeah. a Justice League Dark movie has been in. Uh, production hell for since 2009. Yeah, uh, they're bringing Constantine back, right? With Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, well, I know no. he's part of Dark. I think they're talking about uh, doing another one with him. I like that movie. I don't see what people have no, such problem with. I remember not it. hating it. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah, I, I don't remember hating it. I I love that movie. Uh, it, it's wonderful if you don't look at it as a Hellblazer movie. Yeah. If you just look at it as something different. But I think J.J. Uh, Abrams is talking about doing a new Constantine movie, not with Keanu Reeves, like a oh, new man. actor, a, a rebooted thing. Keanu Reeves but, is hot right now, though. <laughs> yeah. He is hot. I mean, everything, man. I don't know. I think people re really do want to see, now they want to see Hellblazer Constantine on, on, on a movie. I think yeah. that would actually make a pretty good video game, too. like Sort of like an Alan Wake type of, type of game, but with Hellblazer. Like yeah. Well, they made a, a Constantine game for the uh, for the movie, and it, it's Dude. absolute dog shit. I, I bought it, it off. Wait, they made a Constantine video game for that movie. Yeah, they did. It's horrible. <laughs> you can you can't see anything. It's so dark. Dude, wow. I expect more from the over the hedge video game than that. <laughs> <laughs> I played that. <laughs> I did too. Oh my gosh! Surprisingly, not the worst. Not, not good. Yet. But not the worst. I'd like to have okay. an open world kind of weird Sandman game. You know, Neil Gaiman's yeah. Sandman. I think that would be oh, a dude. pretty cool game to it, go in that world of of the the dreaming and all that. I think that. I feel be like you cool. could get some like indie developers in on that. Do like oh, yeah. a uh, like a minimalist concept that gets really artsy. Yeah, you know? like once you get more into the dream and everything. Oh, that'd be so cool. Where's our money? Where's our video game money? We're coming up with That's good ideas right. here. That's yeah. Right. All right. So before we get into our lists, Mark, we need to talk about uh, how you actually got started in the music industry. So so walk us through your journey 
to, to getting to be the musician you are now. All right. Thousands of years ago, I was born <laughs> into this shit. I didn't ask for this life. This life asked for me. No. Um, uh, I started recording my own music when I was 17 with, like, Audacity and, like, the shittiest webcam mic you could possibly imagine. But uh, once I learned uh, that I could track <laughs> shit together, I was on from there. And uh, mm. sometime later, I started playing live music. Um I want to say around 2010, I got my start. The first show I played down here was at Bears Stagecoach, that joint oh, notion spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, used yeah. to call that no, place I... the Chuck Wagon because I never could remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got up there with some uh, veterans, you know, like uh, cover band musicians uh, in, their, in their 50s, man, and did all along the Watchtower with them. Very exciting stuff, man. But uh, then uh, the Squeaky Lizard was where I found mm. sort of my – place in the music scene and really grew and i gotta shout out um tanya and lance and mm -hmm. chris and uh the dead homie tom <laughs> for that because I, I wouldn't be the man i am today if i hadn't had the support i had from the squeaky lizard coming up and a lot of musicians i've talked to can say the same yeah yeah the squeaky lizard is actually where i was supposed to make my comedy debut uh i was 14 years old and oh, my shit. brother my brother frequented there with I don't remember which oh, yeah. band. I used, to, I used to play with Caleb all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's where you two met, actually, was the squeaky. Yeah, that right? makes sense. And um, he doesn't fucking remember. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It's just like me, me and Caleb have known each other since some vague point in the early 2010s. Yeah. But I was supposed to make my debut there when I was like 14 because I was writing material and everything. And the week I went, my brother was going to... could have been the comedy Justin Bieber. Yeah. I could have been, dude. But the week my brother was going to take me to the um, to the squeaky, uh, they actually uh, announced that they were going to shut down. Oh, man. So, yeah, Breaking me down, Ruse. <laughs> hey, if I did it then, I probably wouldn't be doing it now, man, because I would have sucked way yeah. worse than when I was 17. Yeah, but you never I will know. Say this. I, I yeah. opened for some amazing acts at the Squeaky Lizard, including Coffin Cats, X-Ray Vision, um... Green Jelly, and of course, Afro Man. Yeah, I yes. will never let the world forget. I opened talk, for Afro Man before he punched that lady. Yes, talk about opening for for Afro Man before he punched that lady. You opened with him. <laughs> you opened for him with my brother. Actually, you and Caleb both yeah, opened for yeah, Afro Man. Yeah, he was my hype man. We were doing a rap show because Afro Man. I'm not going to jump up with the acoustic guitar, dude. That night, yeah. first of all, that was a great night, dude. That's still a highlight. I've done some good shows since then. Don't get me wrong, man, but that's still a highlight for me. We we fucking filled our pockets with Monopoly money, man, and money from life, the game. And we fucking just, we made it rain all over the place with Monopoly money, man. We got lit up. I opened up for Afro Man back in 2001 at a uh, bar in Biloxi. Of course the, you did. Called the Double Deuce. And this was when he had uh, When I Got High first came out, you know, for the Jay oh, and yeah. Silent Bob soundtrack. And we got to open up for him. And I'm sitting at the bar just kind of chilling out waiting for the show. And he comes walking in. And he comes, saunters right up next to the bar next to me. And I was like, I looked down I was like, what's up, Afro man? And he looked at me and he just went, <laughs> I was like, all right. Then. That sounds right, dude. <laughs> So I'm the only person on this podcast that hasn't met Afro Man. Yeah, you got to get in there, man. Maybe wait a couple of years. You might still be kind of hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, I, Afro Man didn't see my set, man. He showed up like two hours into the evening in a van with a six-pack of Colt 45 smoking weed and taking pictures with people next to the van. Yeah. Like, he was, he, he was a realist, man. Like, the just... He was just vibing, man, like solidly. Yeah. We should, uh, we should get Afro Man on this podcast before he's safe to do things again. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, you guys you guys could be the reinvention, man. Bring yeah. Afro Man back. You know, the funny thing is after after the incident, he released a remix of Because I Got High, but it's like the positive remix. And it's what? just like all you did was re-release your best hit. But be like, I don't usually hit women because I get high. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. It just feels like kind of a shit show response. That's weird. And the poor bastard, because uh, fucking Crest Live, who we all know and love, didn't have security that night, like, going, man. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. how are you going to have a show during the middle of Mardi Gras and not yeah. have security? And I don't defend him punching a woman. I'm not I'm not with that shit at all. But he had no idea who was up on him and what they were doing. And so I would have been weirded out. I wouldn't have thrown hands immediately, but yeah. I would have been weirded <laughs> out. That's what that's one thing that really gets me about the video is that the moment <laughs> she touches him, he fucking swings, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like a like she threw the pitch in baseball. Yeah. We de- we need to ask Afro Man why he hit that bitch. Well, I mean, after uh, you know, after uh, Dimebag Daryl, <laughs> what happened to him on stage? It's kind of like oh my God. he ain't letting nobody on stage these days. You know, not after yeah. that. Yeah, he so died of COVID, didn't it. he? Oh, who Dimebag Daryl? No, he got his head <laughs> blown yeah, off joking, on man. stage, man. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Hey, hey, fun fact <laughs> about that, man. When that happened, I was like in seventh grade. Uh, I was in seventh grade, man, and our history teacher started the class. He looked depressed as shit, genuinely, and he was like, "Hey guys, do you do you guys know who Pantera is?" And like, no, nah, man, I was listening to fucking Ja Rule and shit, you know. <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, so uh, their guitarist got shot yesterday, so I'm just gonna be at my desk." That's kind of relaxing. That's the most two thousand story I've ever heard. Yeah, dude, and we got we got a we got a free period in his nice. he was bummed out. <laughs> Shout out Mr. King, man. You the yeah. realist. I saw him at a library computer uh years after that and he did not look happy. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> now I'm now I'm calling you out, Mr. King. Why weren't yeah. you happy in two thousand eight? <laughs> That was 2004, actually. That was a that was 16 years ago. No, I mean years later at the. Uh, oh, at the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never right, got guys. lucky enough to have a teacher so sad that I got a whole period off because. <laughs> dude, oh my god, fuck all these teachers, dude. We had this teacher, and oh my god, dude. No, let's go on. Let's talk about Mark's childhood for a second. We had this bitch whose name was Miss Woodcock. Okay. And then she got married. I did eighth grade twice, so I took her class twice, man. I did eighth grade and ninth grade twice. Champion of eighth and ninth grade right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but fucking her name was Woodcock, dude, when I did eighth grade the first time. And then she got married, and her name was Cockroll. She had cock in her name both times. And when I, you know, I'm fucking an eighth grader, dude. That's the funniest shit in the world, man. That's just <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> Yeah, my man. immediate brain instantly was about to be like, okay, he's just doing a big bit right now. It's like, no, she got I'm married. serious. She got married again, man, and, and, and her last name was Dick Penis. Dick Penis? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been, man. Uh, but, man. uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's get on with our list tonight, all guys. Right. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right. We compiled a top five list. We like to do lists with our guests. And tonight, Mark Simmons wanted to do his top five video games because we are all video game enthusiasts. Mark, why don't you tell us your number five on your top five video games? Okay, I'm going to start with a, a, a classic, a favorite, a remake. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube, which for me is a child-raising simulator hidden in a game about a fast animal. So, like, have you guys played uh, Sonic Adventure 2 by any chance? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, there's a mechanic in it called the chow garden. You pick up things in uh, the stages and give them to your chow, and then they level up, and it's a little metagame within the game. You know what I mean? You make them do karate, they can fight each other and race and shit. It's pretty brutal. A lot of shit goes down at the chow fights. But um, on top of that, Rouge really awakened my sexuality. You know what I mean? No. Pull that up. Go ahead. Pull up Rouge, this character, dude. Fucking, uh, Jamie, I had seen... Pull I had, Jamie, pull that up. I had seen video game titties before, but it was like Tomb Raider, where it's like seven triangles making up a oh, chest. You know what I mean? Give me that things, box. These things are fucking orbulous, man. She got big titty, and I like. Can it. we can we screen share on on Discord? Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> but... Please tell me what you found. Oh my god, dude! I just realized I searched on Googling for Rouge the Bat. It's gonna look weird on my end, though. Rouge the Bat. Yeah, yeah. Let me He's open just a bat with huge tits, man. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and op- look for fucking Rouge the Bat real quick. And try I'll, keep, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep rambling then. Uh, it introduced Shadow the Hedgehog, which is the edgy <laughs> uh, rival to oh, the Hedgehog, who gets guns later in life. 
Bro, I totally know who the fuck you're talking about because I watched uh, Sonic X the anime. Oh my god, dude, love Sonic X. And and this is like, yes, <laughs> this is definitely. All right, let me see if I can do this right. Turn on screen share. And then the uh, the bonus costume for her, which you could only get by acing every single mission she had, was a fucking biker outfit. And you know little Mark had to get that biker outfit. Yeah. Oh, no. It's uh, can you guys see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see this it. is really There it is. Yeah, that's 10-year-old Mark's furry crush right there. <laughs> All right. Now we just close that out and turn off uh-oh. We, man, we, we, we're we going to see your Pornhub if you're not careful. Oh, there we go. Bro, I do that shit on my phone. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, phones, man, phones debating is, is not hot, man. <laughs> that ain't it. What do you, Jason has a bit about that. One of Jason's first bits is about who the fuck watches porn on a computer yeah. anymore. <laughs> first of all, I like to go two-handed. You know what I mean? I like to really get in there. How can Bro. you do that while you're holding a phone? Bro, I'm white. I don't have enough cock for two hands. <laughs> I have giant fucking mitts and a five and a half inch penis. What the wow. fuck am I going to do with that? <laughs> Almost said, I'll give you some if you need it, but then I realized what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> I don't want that, bro. All right, Jason, yeah, what, what, what's your number five video uh, game? My number five, if you look right behind me, is uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, still to this day is one of my favorite games of all time. I love it, and uh, still give I get goosebumps when I watch uh, the Wizard, and they do the Super Mario Brothers three reveal. I love it, and from that moment on, I've loved that game. Bro, the Wizard is bad. Yeah, you yeah. told you, which means you guys told now. me to watch that, and I, I, I fuck it, I didn't. Dude, I didn't. you need. I think to. I made a Wizard reference, but I'm not sure. Are you, like are you are you What's that? What are you looking up, Jason? What are you looking up? What's going on in that big I'm, ball beautiful I'm, head of yours? I am talking to people in the chat room. Oh, yeah. what they saying? We'll we'll put them on the show. What they saying? Um, his who, name uh, is. Ask them who their furry crushes are. Alameo. Let's get a, a full on degeneracy in the chat. The name is Alameo Koe, and uh, he says he doesn't speak English. And sorry if he says something wrong. I said, that's okay. I, I love he, you already, Alameo. <laughs> he said, uh, are we talking about video games? I said, yes, our five favorite video games. And he said, his favorite is Crash Bandicoot. That's rad, man. Hell yeah. All right. We were talking about that before the show started. Yeah. Uh, so my number five video game is one that I discovered recently, obviously. It's the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, uh, dude, you stole my number four. <laughs> ah, you. Well, we we can we can combine the two into one conversation, so that way we can. Uh, okay, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, I still the love Resident the original too, uh, and the remake I, is just phew, blew my mind, man. Yeah, see, I I haven't played the original. I replaced my original experience with the two remake. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, this is the first Resident Evil game I ever played, Good and I got it. I picked it up just because uh, when it came out. I heard everyone talking about it. Everyone talking about how good it was. Everyone talking about how you have to play it. And so I got, I was like, all right, there was so much hype behind this. I'll pick it up. I'll play it. And dude, the lore behind this video game series, every fucking note you pick up provides to the story. Mm -hmm. Like, play any other video game. Play The Last of Us. Pick up a note and just put it in your fucking backpack. There's just nothing on that note. There's nothing that contributes <laughs> to anything. Resident Evil series, everything you read is yeah. important. Yeah. And it blew my fucking mind, dude. I loved it. I actually, I, it got me into the whole series. I, I played the three remake, four. I'm playing the first one right now. I bought Resident Evil 6 today. This turned me onto the whole fucking dude, series. Dude, Good, man. Resident Evil 2, um, for the longest time, was still my... Uh, my favorite video game of all time. I had it on the Nintendo 64, and man, I played that thing. They did through. some good work on that cartridge, dude. I I could I played it so like many times. Amazing. I could beat it in under three hours every time nice. I played it. And then when they came out with the remake, that was my most anticipated game of was it last year or late 2018? Uh, it was 2017. Did it live up to your expectations? Oh, dude, it surpassed my expectations. I mean, okay. they took what was there with the original, so you still remember all the environments and all that stuff, but they just, like, 
I don't know, they just cranked it up to 11 and just made it so much better. And it was just like, I I love being in that world, man. Something about that game. Like, I love, my favorite ones are 2 and 4. I still haven't played 6 yet. I still need to play that. Um, yeah. I just I picked it up if you want to borrow it after yeah, I'm done. I wasn't a huge fan of 5, but I still think 2 and 4 are the best Resident Evil games. 4, yeah. I know, gets a lot of good reviews. I haven't, I haven't played any Resident yeah. Evil since, like, I mean, I played one and two and three like back in the day, you know. But yeah, I looked it up uh, after I had played four. Uh, I played it just because I wanted to play the whole series, and I looked it up. And I, on the Wikipedia, it even says that it's hailed as one of the greatest video games of all time. Yeah, I had on like, GameCube. That's seriously, I, I just played one of the greatest video games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about picking it up on the Switch too because they did a remaster—not a complete remaster, but just kind of like a you know, a redo of it yeah. for um, the Switch. I would, I would say wait, because that's the next remake they're doing. Is yeah, I know. That game's so good. Oh, I hate but, the movies. Uh, I, they, they, man, they screwed the movies up so bad. Well, let's not get oh, into that. <laughs> yeah. They're rebooting those now, so I hope they reboot them correctly. Yeah. At least the Final Fantasy movie was good. Oh, that movie was so weird. Oh, I... <laughs> the movie's not good. Have it on DVD, though. Love it. I saw it in the theater, and I think that's where my hatred of Final Fantasy comes from. <laughs> no, how can you hate Final Fantasy? Bro, you must have can, not can, seen... You haven't seen any episodes of this podcast. Jason talks about how much he hates Final Fantasy <laughs> oh, on, on this podcast and Nerd Cave Retro. Yeah. <laughs> I but, hate the uh, number so Which system. one do you hate the most? Uh, what's, your, what's your least it? favorite fantasy? <laughs> He's never played them. I've never played any. Oh of them. shit! How do you how do you how do you hate them? Because I'm not going to play what? a game that doesn't know what number it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> okay, Mark. How Mark, can you have a ten what? two? Do no, I? Mark. Mark, what's your number four? What's your number um. four, Mark? Gotta go with a, a favorite here, another classic at this point, Oblivion. And um, I think it's a great... Like, there were more things you could do with your character in Morrowind, and then less in Oblivion, and then even less in Skyrim. And I think Oblivion is the good medium between those two. Plus, I just love... I love Oblivion's story. There are some mechanics I like better in Oblivion uh, than Skyrim. And I gotta say, the Flame Atronach just really awoken my sexuality, man. Um, like just like a, a woman on solid fire, and I've been I've been thinking about it lately, and I think you could get in there if you had twenty percent fire resistance on every piece of armor, and then drank a draught of cooling, you could probably fuck for like three minutes. Like you, you probably, you know, hey, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get in, get I, out, bam, boom. Yeah, I didn't get into Oblivion because. I, I I played it after Skyrim, or I tried playing it after Skyrim, and it was so low res, even yeah, on the. Yeah, when you go back, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to pick locks, and then I quit. Hmm. Oh man, the lock picking mechanic is, is superior in Skyrim, but it was weird because it's like the same one in I think Fallout Three. Yeah. So I was just, yeah, just kind of tripped out. Well. I was just kind of tripped out about it. Um. So my number four is Red Dead Redemption 2. Because I, I I love Red Dead Redemption, the first one, and I think that in many ways, it probably is the best game in the series, but I play games for the story aspect. And Red Dead Redemption 2 has such a thick, long, just hard and shiny story. <laughs> I How hairy it. is the story? It gets hairy. Okay. Oh, the story gets hairy, boy. Like a hairy like, story. It's so like you you play like when you think the story's over, you just play as a different character. That's how Dude. fucking intense it is. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. I will say Red Dead Redemption Two, The Last of Us Two, reminded me so much of Red Dead Redemption Two, and story mechanics and gameplay a little bit. Red Dead Redemption 2 is obviously much more free roam. Like, you can have adventures after you beat it, which is what, another reason to love it. But, um, yeah, man, just when, whenever that game came out, it was the shit for a Oh, reason. yeah. Yeah, it was everywhere, that's for sure. So, uh, Jason, we we covered your number four with yeah. Resident Evil 2. Uh, so what's, uh, what's your number three, Mark? 
Okay, um, so this is one people like the sequel more for some reason, but for me, Arkham Asylum oh, does yeah. so much, man. Yeah. Just good, I don't know if necessarily innovative combat, but damn precise and good combat feel, good game feel. Mm-hmm. Batman has weight, and that's something I think Batman games have always been good at, even back to like the NES Batman game, you know what I mean? Like there was weight in that movement, and that's really great. One thing I love expansive maps are a cool thing big maps are a cool thing i'm not knocking big maps but with everything that arkham asylum does with such a small map is beautiful to me yeah. every room of every building in that map is used you Dude, know that like the the note system that game and mass effect 2 are the only two games i've ever 100 percented because yeah, like, I gotta Arkham, get into some of the bonus content. I went after also, every Riddler trophy, everything I could I possibly go after. Yeah, yeah. I hundred percented it too. I hundred percented all the Batman games. I also want to say Harley Quinn awoken my sexuality. She's a toxic <laughs> pixie dream girl that I need in my life. I think um, I will say this uh, th- honestly. Harley Quinn is one of my favorite Batman characters, and it's very, very, very male to say that, I think. But I I think she's so underused in the Arkham series because there are aspects of Harley Quinn that aren't portrayed well. For instance, like, she's very smart, man. No one ever thinks of that. She's one of the only characters that can get in and out of Arkham at will. Yeah. Just, like, I, I never think Harley Quinn is, like, written as good as she could be. I think she's a very wonderful character. Played well by Margot Robbie, but in some subpar movies. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the DC Universe series, Harley Quinn? Yes. That is a good series. Yeah, hell yeah. I think that does a really good portrayal, which which Harley's kind of a bitch sometimes in that series, but... I love it, know. dude. I, I love it. You're talking about the one the, the new cartoon with Poison Ivy and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not caught up on the last three episodes, so please no spoilers. But yeah, that's <laughs> one of my favorite fucking things on television right now. The writing's so clever. The characterizations are great. I love that Bane is a punk. <laughs> like, I love that everybody <laughs> punks on Bane. He's just like, oh, we're sorry, I don't care. Like, just, yeah. I love, I, love how, show, I love how King Shark is the most human character. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight anybody. Like, he's a hacker. Dude, I love <laughs> hating uh, Dr. Psycho, who I had to think of his name for a minute, because in my head and yeah. in real life, I call him Dr. Cunt Guy, because that's his nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what, what's your number three, Jason? Uh, my number three is Mass Effect 2. I think Mass Effect 2 is one of the most absolutely perfect video games that's ever been made. And like I said, I 100%ed it. I played every single piece of DLC they came out for it. And um, I still love the whole Mass Effect series. I loved the ending. I don't know why people had so much trouble with Mass Effect 3. But Mass Effect 2 just was perfect. Like, they're just, man, that game but kept me in But did you do the lesbian sex scene? Of course. Okay. <laughs> that's what matters, man. That really awoken my sexuality. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to create a drinking game for this podcast yeah. and send someone to the hospital. <laughs> if I can start anyone to drinking, I've done my job. <laughs> So my number three is very similar to yours, Mark Simmons. My number three is Batman Arkham City Game of the Year Edition. Yes. I loved, I liked Arkham Asylum, but I don't think it's as good as Arkham City, baby. I hear you. No, that's a general consensus. It, it, it sets up the, it lays the bricks for the whole series, Arkham sure. Asylum does. And then Arkham City. How are you going to out Origins like that, man? Origins can suck my dick. <laughs> Origins was the worst fucking game. How can it be in the past and Batman has better gadgets? <laughs> what the fuck? He forgot gadgets going to the asylum? Batman doesn't forget gadgets. Maybe he fell off of too many buildings, just kind of got conked out of him. Oh. No. Our Arkham, Knight, Arkham Knight sucked too, dude. Ar- fuck that game. Yeah, I wasn't a huge. I got Arkham Knight for the PS4 when I first got it, and that game, I just, I never finished it. It, it was just, it wasn't good because I knew right before I knew before I bought the game that Arkham Knight was Jason Todd. Oh, dude, you motherfucker! <laughs> you can't trust me. I'm working my way through City right now, you bastard. 
Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Have you ever read a comic book? If you ever read a comic book, you know it's Jason Todd. The only comic book I've ever read is Lost Girls, okay? And that's why I'm a creep. Did that? Wait, wait, wait. Did that uh, awaken your sexuality? No. 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 Uh, Dizzled myself from that I, statement. I didn't even. I didn't even elaborate on Arkham City. I, I love the art throughout that entire game, where you literally start as Bruce Wayne in Arkham City, and you yeah, have that's to. That's a good of, opening. You have to work your way up. You have to yeah. get the bats. You have to get the gadgets. You have to fight fucking everybody, and and the story itself, it. It, I, it is a better story than Arkham Asylum. The boss of Arkham Asylum is a 10-foot-tall Joker who's, uh, who's doped up on Venom. It was a What's fun a fight, fight, but it's an unsatisfying ending for sure. And you just use the, the, the bomb glue to blow him up? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. When Arkham City, Hugo Strange knows your identity and is going to blackmail the fuck out of you. Yeah. yeah. That is serious villain. Speaking of Hugo Strange, you guys watch Gotham? No, I, I did. never watched. I, watched I cannot recommend Gotham highly enough, man. I watched if the first four episodes. of Batman anything. Yeah, I watched the first four episodes of it when it first came out, and I just never could get yeah. into it. That, if you, you gotta get through ignore, that first season. If you ignore the time setting, because no one knows what time it's set in, yeah. and if you ignore the Batman lore, like when you watch... Uh, 2019's Joker, you have to ignore the Batman lore. Yeah. When you watch Gotham, you have to ignore the Batman lore. Okay. And if you enjoy it for what it is, great series. Yeah, the lore they create, and the, particularly the relationship between the Penguin and the Riddler. I have never shipped two men harder in my fucking life, man. When they're <laughs> you, you've seen you've seen the last season, man. When when they're when they're like hugging each other. And, like, they have knives against each other's backs. And they're like, I want you to know that if I am ever going to come from come for you, you will know it from me. And it's just like, they're saying, I love you, in the subtext, in this weird <laughs> fucking psychological way. Yeah. But it's so violent. I, I love that fucking show, man. Yeah, Jason hasn't seen it. Jason, in this show, I'm going to spoil it for you because I'm sure you don't fucking yeah, care. Yeah, I'll no! probably. Uh, <laughs> the Joker, I mean, uh, the Riddler and the Penguin have a gay relationship. No, and they, they all, don't really. Yes, go. they do. Yes, no. they. The, the Riddler's never about it. The Penguin has feelings for the Riddler. The Riddler doesn't share them, and they both want to kill each other. Still, anyways, <laughs> it's hmm. so confusing. You never know where they stand. This sounds That's like great, it might though. awaken my sexuality. So. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, man. <laughs> uh, talk man. about my sexuality. Do it. Talk about, talk about your number two, Mark. Okay, now this is a game I treasure, man. It was one of the first, like, you guys remember those Pizza Hut demo discs? Yeah, I do. PS1? Yeah. 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 Well. So Pizza Hut used to give out games, uh, game discs with, like, it had, like, 12 demos of games on them. And that was where I got my first glimpse of Final Fantasy VIII. And mm. I've loved it ever since, man. And fucking, <laughs> for, and when I was a kid, it was like, oh, shit, they curse in this game. And that was enough to hook me. You know what I mean? But eventually, I fell in love. Like, everybody hates the junction system. I think it's cool. I think it makes perfect sense. Well, is it, I like the story. Is it Final huh? Fantasy VIII, or is it Final Fantasy fourteen or two or three and a half? Uh, <laughs> it's eight, man. It's eight. And, dude, fucking, you want to talk confused titles. Let's talk Kingdom Hearts, man. Holy shit. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man. And, um, We're under 64 and a half days. I love the Guardian Forces system. And Squall really awakened my sexuality as a lead character um he's just so brooding and and serious you know and and whiny and he's got that like romantic essence of anakin skywalker and attack of the clones you know what i mean where you just want to grab him and shake him i hate uh, that wall, I hate sand. That yeah. wall makes me sick. It, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, man. Can you imagine getting sand in the Darth Vader suit, though? Oh, dude. Like, it's bad enough. You got the skin damage to consider, but then it's yeah. like, you're never going to get it out of there. It's got to take like an hour to get that thing on and yeah. off. That's got to feel crappy. I, yeah. I really wish that Obi-Wan had done like the Dale Gribble and just pocket sand. Pocket 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he did win, didn't he? Dude, we need to do a sketch of a uh, sketch of that. I know somebody with a uh, Darth Vader suit. We could actually yes. do that as a sketch. I hate let's fucking sand. Do, dude. Oh, oh, we, yeah. let, let's head up Wally to write it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wally's writing a book of sketches. We, we we should we need to hit him up. Pockets. Yeah, he's great. Fucking Wally's a genius, uh, man. Yeah, I love Wally, man. He's probably watching right now. I don't know. Oh, uh, Wally, what up, bro? I just called you a genius. Maybe slap some love back this way. I love Wally. I miss Wally. Uh, I haven't seen him since like January. It's killing me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what's your number two, Jason? Uh, my number two is the almighty Halo. The first Halo yes. game, man. Okay. I have so many good... Not just the game itself. The game itself was great, but the multiplayer. The yeah. LAN parties. I miss it so much. Those were it some was of the... something else. Dude, those were some of the best, funniest nights of my life. Playing LAN parties with Halo 1 and all my friends where we would bring over four TVs to each other's house. We would hook up four <laughs> Xboxes to each TV, and there'd be like 16 of us in there throughout a Bro, house. You know it'd be 120 degrees in that fucking room, too. Oh, dude, we'd, we'd go get pizza and beer and chips and just laugh Hell and yeah. cuss beer. each other out. It beer, was yeah, so I'm you, beer. Bro, I was like... That's not a grown man. I was 12 when Halo <laughs> came out. Dude, I was like... See, tw- uh, 20, 1, 2, 3. I don't know how I was 24 was when Halo came out. Okay. That I can oh, understand. I mean, uh, he's 51. But uh, <laughs> that, that I can understand because that's the kind of shit I do now. So. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you, um, you missed it. Those were those were good days. Those were yeah, good no, that gaming was fun days. Shit. Well, I did the same shit with uh, Halo... What's the fourth one? Not it's not Bro, called. If you say four. Halo Wars to me, I'm gonna. No, Halo Reach. <laughs> Halo Reach. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Reach yeah. was good. I did, I did the really same good. shit with Halo Reach. Yeah. Okay. And Halo Three because we would build our own maps and then fucking blow each other up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know this shit. When Halo Two came out and you could dual wield the pistols and shit, that yep. was end man. That was a revolutionary dude, fucking. When you could walk around with me, two needlers, nobody mm-hmm. was getting away from you ever. <laughs> <laughs> on them alright so uh, my number two is The Last of Us and like I said I wrote this list before I played The Last of Us 2 <laughs> it might as well take this spot but I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it is The Last of Us because as far I mean this game came out in 2013 and you can already buy a Playstation Hits version of The Last of Us Yeah, it, it is as far as zombie games go it is the most inventive, innovative game since Resident Evil. It, I mean, what other what other zombie games are are, are there? You know, All fucking, right. I'm uh, gonna you you've talked me into it. If it's very Resident Evil two ish, I will I will take a look at well, it. It's it's not because I, I won't say that it is because the the plot isn't as thick as Resident Evil, but no plots are. Yeah. Like you pick up a note, you put it in your backpack, and you fuck off. Yeah. But the story, it's story-based. The story is so good. The combat mechanics are great. The scavenging, you scavenge for your own supplies and build shit. You scavenge for uh, pills to, like, upgrade your health and shit like that. And oh, yeah. it, 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 it weaves this story. It's a father and daughter story. It, I mean, this smuggler has to take this kid to this place. And that's all I'll say because you haven't hmm. played the game. And, and along the journey, I mean, he doesn't give a fuck about this kid, but he starts to see her as a daughter. And maybe she doesn't see him as a father, but they start to bond. And then that bond, it gets elaborated upon. Hmm. It's, I like me some elaboration. It's <laughs> such a good story. And I promise you, as soon as you play the first one, you're going to go out and buy the second one. Because right. you just cannot leave that story on the table. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your number one, Mark? Okay, so this is probably the most modern game on my list, and uh, I, I don't know what to say. I fucking love this game. I can't play any of the games that came before it because this one has spoiled me. Monster Hunter World. Fuck every Monster Hunter game that is not World. I love this shit, man. I play as a fucking uh, a gun lance user, just this big, heavy-ass weapon, man. You go hunt things that are like 50 times your size. Just feels good. You grind everything you collect in the, in the field. Um... 
gives you like shit like later in the hub world and the worlds are very well connected these giant monsters feed off of each other you know what i mean they can Mm -hmm. change the environment by like moving through trees and breaking them things like that and the ecosystems they've created are just very groundbreaking and there's this monster in it um called the diablos that really awakened my sexuality it's got these like long horns man and it's like huge big wings this thing shoots fire and you look at it and you gotta know its dick is like five feet long and as thick as my fucking torso man and i'd just like to be able to get a good look at it you know <laughs> yeah. I, I don't i don't even have a retort for that <laughs> i will tell you're one of the first guests we have we've had on that's not a comedian <laughs> and you're you're outshining us right now <laughs> I, mean, I, threw, I threw you a bamboozle not gonna lie these are some of my favorite games i stand by that but i did go out of yeah. my way to create this back door <laughs> into this running joke I'm interested oh, in the Monster man. Hunter series. I've heard so many people talk, talk about it, but I've just never never taken the plunge. Monster Hunter World is like smoking crack, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Like, that's it? That's the end of the analogy? <laughs> no, that's it. Monster Hunter, dude, oh my god, dude. Because like, you go out on a hunt, man, and it takes like 30 fucking minutes to do one thing, but you feel like you actually did something at the yeah. end of it because you spend... All that time tracking a monster, hunting a monster, and then fucking using shit you get from the monster to make better weapons to go out and kill more monsters, man. It's an endless grind that I cannot get enough of, man. Awesome. Sounds cool to me. I might, I, I don't know. Should, Seriously, I, that Diablo, should I play that or Last of Us? Which one of those should I play? Because a brother only has so much well, money. Is The Last of Us as sexy as Monster Hunter World? Yeah, Joel really awakened my sexuality, actually. Okay, we have a sexual awakening on Joel. Yeah, okay. I, I'm really into gruff older men who kill a lot of people now. Wow. I, I can see that. Yeah. You got so, that face. Thanks, thanks. Uh, what's, uh, what's your number one, Jason? Uh, my number one uh, favorite game of all time is... Uh, which, which, which Mega Man? Which it's, Mega it's Man? It's Legend of Zelda, <laughs> A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I called Still, it wrong. To this day, the greatest uh, Zelda game, and uh, it's, it's my favorite one. I can go back and play it anytime. I mean, as good as Breath of the Wild is, and how good like Wind Waker was. Like, I love all the Zelda games, but Link to the Past is just—it's perfection. How do you feel about the sequel they made? The uh, 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 Mirror uh, Link Between Worlds. That one I've never played. And that was I've the one that just things. came out. Um, was that the one that came out for the Wii U? No. Uh, oh, it was a 3DS uh, oh, game. But yeah. the one they remade that I really want to get was fucking Link's Awakening. I still need to play that one, too. I, that I've has my favorite aesthetic of any game I've ever seen. Everything looks like little plastic toys, man. I love yeah. it. Well, that's what, that was why I, I really like the Link to the Past too, because it's kind of got that same same sort of aesthetic to it. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I mean, Link really has a timeless look. You know, Link really uh, uh, awakened me sexually. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> man, the last Legend of Zelda game I played was Twilight Princess for the Wii, okay. and uh, I put it down for a while and then forgot the controls and never finished it. Yeah, I, I actually had Literal that. That same. was the last game I ever had for the GameCube. Really? Yeah. Nice. I never played Rip it on GameCube. the Wii. Yeah, it was great on the GameCube. I liked it there. I fucking love the GameCube, dude. Dude, uh, yeah, GameCube, an amazing console. I want to go. I want to go to a, a, some thrift stores and see if I can find a GameCube. Dude, you need dude, to. Dude, I mean, it had Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. What more could you possibly want? <laughs> Dude, that game awakened my sexuality. Yeah. Dude, something about the fucking eggs, right? <laughs> Dude, I fuck eggs all the time now, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay, you gotta wash up, though. Yeah, you, you get sticky. <laughs> no, you gotta wash up. <laughs> but, uh, fuck. my number one, my number one favorite video game of all time, in my opinion, the best video game of all time, instantly classic as soon as you knew it came out. The Elder Scrolls number five, Skyrim. Hmm. It's so good that uh, as oh you boo you boo a sir. little a little boo just a short boo. Explain your boo before I explain. 
Okay, the leveling system feels like something out of Final Fantasy to me, which is both cool and anachronistic to the Elder Scrolls franchise. There's some mechanics I like better in Oblivion, like the uh, the bartering mechanic, like how you influence people's moods and shit. I like that better. Um, I'm not going to step all great. over. Yeah, I'm not going to step all over your number one though, man. Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What you're describing it, it sounds a lot like Fable. I, I never played Oblivion, but. Uh, it sounds like Fable, where you you have to get on people's good sides. Oh, Fable but, uh, was a great game too. I loved Fable. Yeah, Fable yeah. one yeah, and Fable two. Was pretty groundbreaking. Fable three, very good, and two. But um, yeah, uh, Skyrim. It has Skyrim is the only game where I think the main story is the the shittiest story. <laughs> like, if you that. play Skyrim and just play through the main story, you haven't played Skyrim. You have to go to the Thieves Guild, the uh, the Brotherhood, the Dark Brotherhood. The you have to now with the new DLCs, you have to choose if you want to be a werewolf or, or the vampire. You have it's so thick, it's so free roam. You Man. play it a hundred times in a row. You are will you telling not me that Skyrim has forced us to ask ourselves once again whether or not we are Team Jacob or Team Edward. Yeah, I've been Jacob <laughs> since day one. What's up? Amazing, <laughs> Team Edward. By the way. Uh-uh. You don't disrespect yeah. Jacobs in this house. Bro, Jacob <laughs> wanted to marry a baby, bro. Hey, we I all have the books. Hey. Uh, let's get into that, it, man. I read them. Let's go. Jacob wanted to eat that baby. But um <laughs> I I've never seen Twilight, dude. His name <laughs> so I just say I'm with him. You know but, what? I uh, feel that. I feel that. But no, it's like Skyrim, it's just when it came out, I, it was twenty twelve. And I when I was as a twelve year old kid at Christmas every year, I get you were sick. Born in two thousand. Yeah, the, we talked about this. You, what I you said, thought I was like, he's like you four. thought I was like fifty years old. <laughs> you I, thought, I, I like, thought you were how old? You thought I was like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb's forty-five. Oh, Caleb's like forty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, we need to get Caleb on this podcast once he get out, gets out of the fucking army. Oh, uh, man, dude. He's going to come back different. He's going to have, like, that 10,000, like, miles stare in his eye. Yeah. Well, he, he's in intelligence, so he's going to come back and not talk about anything. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, my grandma in Iowa sends me $50 every year for Christmas. Nice. And I remember in 2012, we went to Walmart, and Caleb, my older brother, convinced me to buy Elder Scrolls Skyrim because he wanted to play it, and I was a global 12-year-old. And yeah, it was yeah. the best decision I've ever fucking made in my entire life. <laughs> Hell yeah, when I was 12, I got Star Fox Adventures. When I was 12, I got uh, herpes. But, um... Jesus. <laughs> Why are we talking about Skyrim? You're burying the lead here, man. Yeah. Let's get herpes. Well, you know, it just so happened that Skyrim really awakened my sexuality. <laughs> okay, okay. Dude, when I, I was 12, when I was 12, I got Ninja Gaiden for Christmas. And I just beat it. <laughs> last month or like two months ago i think i remember seeing that when i was 12 i actually got diabetes but um (laughs) no good no i just like you know you know that skyrim's good when you when it it gets remade for xbox one and ps4 as soon as those new consoles come out and and you buy it and you buy it again you yeah. buy it again. So go, I do you, have it on PC you, and on PS4. And then you go through and you get all the houses, too. I have all yeah. the houses in Skyrim. <sighs> yes. That's it. Rant over. Playing with mods right now. I'm actually doing a, a playthrough of Skyrim, man. And I, I, some of the mods on the PS4 are, are great, man. And my shit looks like a, like, like a Halloween cartoon, man. The way the lighting looks now. That's so cool. I never got into the mods. The, the, the different stories were enough for me. Because once I once you play through all the stories and all you have left are the uh, quests that never end, like the Brotherhood quests or whatever. Yeah. Uh, eh, you know, you, you might as well hang it up. Yeah, I think I put roughly about two hundred hours into that game before I finally was just like, I, I need to get rid of this so I can reclaim some <laughs> yeah. of my life back and sold I, yeah. it. See, that's how Monster Hunter World has been for me. It's like I know, I know, I'm heading down a dark place, man. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm getting in there, man. Where it's like it's just gonna be Monster Hunter from from wake to sleep, you know. <laughs> Monster yeah. Hunter life chose me. Yeah, that's why I had to stop playing World of Warcraft, man. Because I get oh my god, like RPGs I'm, will suck me in and just I can't get out. 
I have a friend whose parents divorced because they both played World of Warcraft and I made can, money off of it, I but they only it. had one computer. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, about brings us to the end of the show, boys. Uh, Touch Biloxi, where where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and YouTube as MushmouthTB. I'm also streaming over on Facebook as RetroMush. If you'd like to check out my music, you can find all of it for free. A couple hundred songs on there at touchbaluxy.bandcamp.com. And I'd love to thank you guys for having me. This uh, entire interview has really awakened my sexuality. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here, Mark. You actually awakened our sexuality as well. Uh, before so we get out of here... We need to remind the people that August 1st and 2nd, you can yes. watch the Frets for Pets show. Yes. You will see me. You will see Jason. You'll see Mark. What the fuck more can you ask for, man? We'll all be recording. We'll all be doing our thing. And also, please, if you're a new watcher, a new listener, a new subscriber, like our Facebook page. Because once we get to 1,000 likes, we're going to do something really cool. And reminder that we get celebrities on this podcast, guys. We're no yeah, joke. Yeah, you guys had Brian O'Halloran, man. Yes. Yeah, we got... It was he, it, dude. He, he wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and we got him. Yeah, no, that's what I told, uh, like, because uh, I, I told my mom, because I'm very proud to be on a, on a cool podcast. I was like, I'm on the one the guy that the clerk's guy was on, man. Look at me following <laughs> in the wake of Celebrity. So, uh, well, yeah, just like us on Facebook. We're going to get a Patreon up soon so you guys can throw us a little cash so yeah. we can afford to keep the lights on the podcast. We're going to make some T-shirts. And I think we'll see you guys next Thursday. Yes, sir. Uh, and if you'd like to follow us on uh, wherever, Twitter, Facebook, at Open Micers, also individually at Jacob C. Craig and at J Funktastic. So thank you, Mr. Mark Simmons, a.k.a. Touch Biloxi. And uh, thank you for coming on. This has been awesome, and you have awakened my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs>